Hey everybody, John M. here from Sober Speak. Thanks for listening in. It is Wednesday night, and tomorrow, at least here in the United States, is Thanksgiving. And so I decided to come sit down and do a little uh, freestyling, if you will. And uh, if you're not in the U.S., uh, thankfulness and gratitude are something we can always be thinking about. But uh, I wanted to send a message out to all of you listening in. And first of all, I want to thank a couple people who have helped me significantly with this podcast and with the live event as well. I want to thank Cassandra. Uh, she does so many Instagram posts and so much Facebook activity and helps me with all sorts of technical uh, issues that I run into. And I'm so appreciative of her. I want to thank you. I want to say thank you to uh, Bridget. Bridget is the one who creates all of our what do you call them, summaries uh, for the various uh, speakers, and we're able to put that out on the internet, and people can read a description of what the episode is all about. Bridget is in Mexico, and I'm so thankful for her. Sarah has been very helpful for me in setting up the various um, uh, Sober Speak Live events. And finally, last but not least, my bride, Shannon, uh, she has been, uh, she's a help every week and doing something that I need to have done with the, with the website or, or posting things somewhere. Uh, but she has just done, uh, uh, a phenomenal job. Uh, once again, it's, uh, it's a we program, but mainly, mainly I wanted to record this to thank you, the ones who are listening in right now. At one point in my life, the boot of alcoholism was firmly planted on my neck, and it seemed like there was no way out. I'm assuming some of you can relate to that. You know, my favorite song uh, still is one of my favorite songs, but definitely my favorite drinking song was Desperado by the Eagles. Now, most of you are probably going to know of that song. Some of you who are listening in other countries may not know the song, but um, I used to drive my automobile. I would drink uh, as much tequila as I could drink, and I would turn up the song Desperado. And when it got to the crescendo of that song, and it says, uh, you better let somebody love you before it's too late. Well, I would just start bawling my eyes out while I was driving down the highway. Now, this is not recommended by the Department of Public Safety that you do that, but the only reason I bring that up is to say this. I, I do not feel like I am a desperado anymore. Uh, I still like the song, but I don't consider myself to be a desperado. I, I've been considering and thinking about this week, for the past year, all of the emails that I have received from you guys, all of the voicemails, direct messages on Instagram, uh, the posts, the direct messages through uh, Facebook, uh, I, I have received... Uh, I, I I don't I don't even know how many I, I I should go back and count them up at some point but I want to let you know there have been times throughout the past year I've been in hotel rooms um, I've been on airplanes 
I've been in business meetings. I've been at home with my family. I've been on vacation. I've been at church, and I receive these messages from you all, and many of them have brought me to tears as they come at the right place at the right time, and it's just what I need in that moment, and I don't know how to thank you enough for that. What you don't know uh, um, is that um, I was doing this podcast last year, wasn't real sure where it was going to go, um, if there was even a need for it. Um, I thought a few of my buddies would be you know, listening in at some point in some time. Um, but the downloads from this year, from, excuse me, from last year in 2018 to 2019 increased, uh, four to five times. And that's all because of you, you guys spreading the word out there. And, and I want to let you know that you help keep me sober. That's what you do. And you help keep me spiritually fit by sharing your struggles and triumphs with me. I mean, you know, so many of you don't know me whatsoever, and you send me some really insightful information, uh, some things that you're struggling with. And, you know, I can't always do much about it, but I can be an ear. I, I, I can listen in. You keep my battery charge. And what what's even better is that you provide me comments about these guests that I bring on to the podcast, and I can share those comments with the guest. You help keep me sober day by day. I'm thankful to you because you allow me to be a very small part of your journey in recovery. Listen, you can do this without me but I can't do this without you. I'm thankful that we can be on this journey together. Now, my little pea brain is filled up many times uh, with thoughts about you, and I pray for you on a consistent basis. And I'm not so sure that my thoughts and prayers do anything for you, but I know that it helps to calm my Spirit. And I also want to thank the guests that come on this podcast. We have over a hundred and a hundred and five or a hundred and six or so episodes now. And those are, I'm thankful for all those people that come in here to sit down with me behind the mic. And I learned something from each and every one of you. If you are listening and you have appeared on this podcast in the past to share your story, from my heart to yours, I am eternally grateful that you have given of yourself in such a vulnerable and meaningful and sometimes very humorous way. Uh, Believe me, the people who are listening to this are not tuning in to listen to my gibberish. And there's a lot of gibberish that goes on. They come in to hear your stories. This podcast has changed my life. It's changed the trajectory of my life and my family's life in ways that I never dreamed possible because of my connection with you. I thought about this in a meeting the other day. We were sitting there in a meeting and it was about the holidays and staying sober throughout the holidays 
And I thought about my, I don't know if it was my second or third Christmas sober, but let me say this. I could have been, when I got to Alcoholics Anonymous, the president of Christmas Haters Anonymous. I kid you not. There was nothing that I enjoyed about it. And quite honestly, if you go back and you look at my childhood, and I'm not going to go into all that, if you go back into that and look at it, though, I probably have some good reasons, right? Some of it was manufactured, I'm sure. Some of it was real. But nonetheless, I didn't like Christmas, because I've had some bad experiences with both Thanksgiving and Christmas. But something happened during that. I think it was my third Christmas. I had gone through a couple at that point, and I still wasn't enjoying it. Uh, It wasn't sitting right with me. And all of a sudden, I had this thought going on my brain. All of a sudden, I said to myself, you know what? I have taken out so much from this holiday season for so many years, maybe it's time I start to put something back into this. And and I went down to the store, a little drug store, and I lived in a little one-bedroom apartment at the time, and I got these uh, uh, little decorations, and I put the decorations up on the wall, and they looked horrible. I mean, absolutely horrible, but you know what? I had decorations up. And you know the people that I really hated the most? The people that I hated the most were people that put things on their car during Christmas time, and they drove around with those things on their car, like, you know, antlers, uh, ears, or just Christmas stuff. Well, no, you know what? I went down to uh, some sort of local store. I don't even remember where I got it, but I got a little bitty wreath. And I went over to a friend of mine's house. His name was Doug G. I sponsored him at the time. And I didn't have, I didn't know how to get that wreath on my car, but it was, it was a little bitty and I drove a little Honda CRX at the time. And I went over to my buddy's house and I said, Hey, Doug, will you help me get this thing on my car? And we got out some rope and we opened the hood and we got that thing all strapped up. And you know what? I was one of those people driving around with my with a wreath on my car. <laughs> the people that I hated, I had become one of them. Oh no, how did this happen? And then another thing I thought to myself, I said, you know, I, I why do I never receive any Christmas cards? And then all of a sudden this thought went through my head. I go, well, you know, you never send any Christmas cards, John. And so I went out and, and I got some Christmas cards and I started sending them out. And, and, and I still keep that Christmas card list to uh, up to this moment in time. And so the point was, is that there was something that happened to me, right? Some sort of click that said, I have taken so much out of this holiday for so many years. It's time that I start putting things back in. And I want to also tell you out there, I was thinking about this the other day, please do not be fooled by all the holiday social media posts you see from all your friends and family out there. It's really hard to tell from a snapshot what is going on. Now, I'm not saying there aren't people out there that are enjoying the holiday season. However, even with those people, there is usually a story behind the story. It's not like there are what you would call, quote, normal people out there. You just have people that haven't shared with you yet. We all have issues. They all have issues. Something to consider. So 
Wherever you are and whatever you're experiencing this holiday season, please do know that you matter. You're not alone. And we need you. I'll never forget my first sponsor saying to me when I came into AA, he said, my, my only sponsor, um, Bob, he looked at me and he said, we need you here and we want you here in Alcoholics Anonymous. It had seemed like ages since somebody had told me something like that. And I still remember breaking down and crying after he told me that. Now, hopefully, I get to pass it on to you. And you can pass that on to others. Remember, folks, we need you here. We want you here. We see you. And please know that you do matter. As I have mentioned in the past, I wish I could meet every single one of you eyeball to eyeball. And maybe, maybe one day we'll all meet at the big meeting in the sky. I hope so. But until then, I'll have to give you a big virtual mm, hug. Yes, I am a hugger. So I will end this with a text I received from Brenda J. today. Brenda J., uh, those of you who listen to the podcast on a consistent basis will be familiar with her. And she said, or she she put it in her text, it says, recipe for a great Thanksgiving day. Step one, pour love, joy, and hope into a bowl. Two, stir with compassion. Three, add one cup of gratitude. Four, bake at one 24-hour period and serve chilled. (laughs) And she says, she goes on, enjoy everyone. By the way, since none of us are promised tomorrow, none of us are promised tomorrow, serve up the best version of yourself on your best china, (laughs) exclamation point, onward people, exclamation point. All right. And now just to get everybody hopefully a little bit in the Christmas spirit, I am going to play a song from Miss Wendy Child. Enjoy this, everybody. It's Jingle Bells. God bless you. I love you. Have a good day. <laughs>